BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Are we live on Instagram? We are live on Instagram. We were yesterday when we had Steve Garvey in studio, and we had a, a big crowd show up uh, to watch. What was it, 10,000 people, you said? 10,000 people were watching. Yeah, 10,500 people already viewed it. Uh, is that the highest ever we had? No, actually, the first segment from the event on Thursday, yeah. it's almost at 20,000. It's at like 19.7 now. Ah, well, we need 300 more people then to watch last Thursday's show. Yes, please. Uh, the, <laughs> the one at the Honda Center where we were gathering signatures uh, to uh, rewrite Prop 47 written by George Gascon. And this ties right into our next guest here. You may have heard George Gascon's running for re-election and nobody likes him. And he's done a lot of damage to the county and to the state. And uh, there are 11 challengers to George Gascon and uh, the top two in the March 5th primary next Tuesday will go on in November. It would be great if Gascon was uh, squeezed out of the top two spots. So I thought we would recommend two candidates to vote for. You can pick one of the two. You can only vote for one. But just to give an extra boost to two of the names to help maybe get two names at the top and no Gascon and no Jeff Shemarinsky either, by the way, who's a mini Gascon. So Today, we are going to talk to one of the two recommended candidates. Tomorrow, we'll talk to the other. So the first candidate we are going to interview is uh, John McKinney, Deputy County, Deputy District Attorney for L.A. County. John, how are you? Wow. I'm great. I'm great. I was having a good day. I started my day off down in Redondo Beach shooting uh, some digital ads, and then my day just got a lot better when I heard that I was coming on to talk to you. 
Well, let, let me tell you, I, I think you would be a great choice as district attorney. And one thing that impressed me along the way is, first of all, the appearances on the show. You were just un so warm and genuine and real. I mean, there's a lot of people that get into politics and, you know, being a DA is part politician. And, and they, they talk uh, in, in jargon and they talk in a very stilted public relations manner. And you really come across as a real person, and also that you had such approval from your peers. There was a poll on uh, who the other deputy DAs would like to work for, and two-thirds of them chose you out of the other uh, deputy DA candidates in the mix. So, uh, you know, I think, I think uh, here, here's what I think. I think you'd be a good choice because you're going to be able to go after Gascon from the inside. You know what life has been like from the inside for the last four years. And 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 you've taken some hits from Gascon because of it. So I think there's just a lot more authenticity with your message because you know what's going on. Yeah, well, thank you. For, uh, let me say that I am truly, truly humbled and honored uh, to be recommended by you. And also very thankful that you let me come on your show and talk about that vote that was taken up by deputy DAs, which I think is the absolute gold standard in endorsements in this race. Who better to ask? If you're undecided or if you're trying to really struggle to choose between two people, who better to look to than the men and women who are in the office doing the heavy lifting every day? So I'm, I'm very honored to have that support also. Well, because I, what Gascon has done is completely, as you know, demoralize virtually everybody who works there other than his uh, immediate lieutenants who's benefited from right. his, uh, his reign. Sure. And, and I, th I think you would, you would restore a lot of, uh, a lot of goodwill and a lot of morale, uh, so that people can go about their lives and, and do what the taxpayers want them to do, which is put the bad guys away. Absolutely. I mean, I would hit the ground running, uh, from the moment I dropped my hand after being sworn in, uh, I've said over and over again, all of the policies he issued on day one, would get shredded and replaced uh, within minutes of me taking office. The men and women in the office are going to be reinvigorated. They're going to know that they're going to be allowed to do their jobs, to see justice in the appropriate way. They're going to know that they can work in an environment where the public defenders aren't keeping notes on them and telling the DA if they don't think that they're doing what the public defenders want them to do. They're going to know that they can work in an environment free from fear that allows them to do what's in the best interest of the public always. Gascon said uh, in an interview with Channel 7, which we ran yesterday, that we're in a better place than we were four years ago in terms of crime and safety. How do you respond to that? Yeah, he, he has some imagination, doesn't he? I saw that interview and I thought, you know, of all the things to say, it was a pretty friendly interview for him. And for all of the things that he could have said, uh, he, he told that really fantastic lie. Everyone knows that there's been a complete breakdown of law and order in Los Angeles. We have become a lawless society, and we see it playing out around us every day. It's not just affecting us as individuals. It's affecting our businesses that, that are struggling. Um, and for him to say that people are better off today, it, it's almost as if he's writing copy against himself. I mean, he's writing a campaign ad for whoever the challenger is that will face him in November. Well, there was a statistic just the other day that retail theft in L.A. is up 81 percent. 
How can you follow that up by saying, well, we're in a much better place than four years ago? I mean, it, it's it, it, it's totally at odds with everyone's reality. Right. And and fentanyl deaths are up 1,600 percent over 2016. So with, with people like Gascon, I, I think that they go through life expressing a narrative that doesn't exist. And they believe that the people that like them will hear it and move on. And, and he's not so concerned about the people who are more critical thinkers like you and me. What what is the you talked about repealing everything that Gascon instituted? I think he had nine directives um, uh, right. that on day one. What what are the most crucial directives that you think need to be reversed or or greatly revised? All right. Well, we have to start at the beginning of the system, and we have to get our bail system right. Now, uh, George Gascon implemented this ridiculous system where DAs were not allowed to argue for bail except on the most extreme cases. That has to be reversed. Now, that's been made even more complicated because our Superior Court, I think, has stepped into the political realm and rewrote its own policies. So the DA is now going to have to work with the court to try and get the court to roll that back. But that's a major problem because that's where we find that revolving door of injustice with people who commit crimes and are right back out on the street within minutes. This uh, From there, we need truth in charging. You know, we can't have people use guns and ignore the fact that they're using guns. We can't have people who inflict injuries and ignore the fact that victims are suffering these catastrophic injuries. That's another policy that has to be rolled back right away. I find it amazing that a movement which emphasizes the need for gun control also refuses to add gun enhancement charges on, on suspects that use guns to kill. That's such yeah, a bizarre it's contradiction. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's truly hypocritical. We, it, it truly is a, an environment where law-abiding gun owners are regulated and criminals are not. I mean, you, you've heard that criticism before. It's true. Here in Los Angeles, it's true. If you're a law-abiding person, you've got to jump through 16 hoops to own a gun. And if you're a criminal, you can use guns in crimes and still not be held accountable under George Gaskell. <laughs> right. So, so if you're a law-abiding citizen getting a gun, they make it as difficult as possible. If you're a criminal, having a gun doesn't add a day to your sentence. Absolutely. I, I mean, that, Absolutely. That, that is so nuts. And I don't think most people realize that, that this really, really is the policy. John, can you stay for another segment? Sure. We come back. I just, you know, for people who are not familiar with you or didn't hear earlier interviews, I want to run through your, your career and, and, and just your background so people understand who you are and where you come from. So you're not just a name. All right. So hang on the line, would you? John McKinney, he's a deputy uh, district attorney here in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, one of two candidates that we're recommending that you vote for uh, to replace George Gascon. Primary is Tuesday, March the 5th. Most people have not voted yet. There's only been a smattering of mail votes coming in. Now, I know you can only vote for one of the two, but we thought we'd recommend two because the top two candidates end up in uh, 
in the November runoff. And we don't want it to be Gascon, obviously, in that top two. We don't want Jeff Shemarinsky because he's a mini Gascon. So we are going to highlight two people who should be in the top two. We'll take it from there. One of them today, John McKinney, one of them tomorrow. We'll talk more with John and just uh, go through the, the background of his, uh, of his career here in Los Angeles as a deputy DA. Next on the John Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. We're also live on Instagram now. And we're on from 1 till 4 after 4 o'clock. John Cobalt Show on demand. The podcast version on the iHeart app. Same as the radio show. Just moves faster. And yeah, we're on Instagram Live because we're talking with a D Deputy DA John McKinney, who's running against George Gascone for L.A. County DA. And as we've told you previously, uh, the top two in the primary on uh, Tuesday end up going uh, to the finals in November. And you can only vote for one candidate, but we decided we were going to endorse two people uh, so that maybe two people would get a boost and crowd out Gascone and also crowd out Jeff Shemarinsky, who is a mini Gascone. So we're going with John McKinney here, and then tomorrow we'll announce the other candidate and just strongly recommend that uh, you vote for them, uh, one or the other. And uh, hopefully they will end up in the finals. Uh, and uh, it's really important because there's too many candidates. That's the only problem I've had with this whole run up to uh, removing Gascone is, uh, you know, you, ca you can't have 11 challengers because then the vote gets split too many different ways and something bad could happen. So we're trying to focus on just a couple of guys here. Let's get John McKinney back on. Uh, John, you've been a L.A. County Deputy D.A. Why don't you tell us uh, how many years and just give us a progression uh, through your career, uh, the highlights, so people understand your experience and the trials you've been involved in. Sure, sure. Thank you for the opportunity. I joined the D.A.'s office back in 1998. That means I've been a D.A. now for 25-plus years. And in that 25-plus years, I've prosecuted a lot of violent crime. I started my career for the most part in Compton, where I worked for seven years uh, doing victim impact program prosecutions that involve child and adult sexual assault cases, child abuse, elder abuse, cases like that. I moved on from there to the hardcore gang division, where I prosecuted uh, gang-related shootings, mostly murders and attempted murders for six years. And then from there to the elite major crimes division, where I spent over 10 years prosecuting complex murder cases, high-profile murder cases, headline-grabbing murder cases like the killing of Nipsey Hussle, the killing of Shinron G, um, the Craigslist killer down in Downey who left uh, three victims dead and two others um, seriously injured. So those are sort of the highlights of my career in terms of my progression through the office. And for people who don't know, um, the DA's office is structured in divisions that focus on particular types of crimes. The gang division and major crimes in particular are divisions where um, lawyers go to develop leadership skills and usually go on to do something else uh, in the office that involves working directly with the district attorney or her or his higher level um, managers. And, and you, you had um, not an easy start to life, if I remember. Yeah, you know, I have a, a quite a story that I think appeals to people, all Angelinos. I don't care what your political persuasion is or your ideology. I grew up in a, a low-income, high-crime neighborhood. 
And unfortunately for me, I lost my mom when I was two years old. And then tragically, my dad passed away when I was five years old. I was raised by my eldest sister who raised five children by herself in the 70s and 80s. And in the 80s in particular, you know, John, crack cocaine was introduced to cities all across the country. And it made my city like like Los Angeles must have been, um, you know, very dangerous. And so I had to navigate those streets. I had to make all the right decisions. I mean, every day I had to run a gauntlet to avoid becoming either involved in crime or a victim of crime. I chose a different path. I, I went to work. I put myself through college. And I did so well in college, I had an opportunity to come out here and go to um, one of the great law schools here and in the world, the UCLA School of Law. And from UCLA, I went straight into the district attorney's office where I've now given 25 years of my professional life to public service. Well, you had uh, every reason in the world to go down a bad path. And that that speaks to an incredible strength of character and, and fortitude to uh, to avoid all the landmines that I'm sure you had to dance around. Well, um, yeah, I, and I think that, John, I think that experience is particularly relevant today. Because the next district attorney has to crack down on crime. That that goes without saying. And we need voters to bring a stop to Gascon by March 5th. Everybody needs to get out and vote to stop Gascon by March 5th. If he gets reelected, he can truly claim a mandate for the nonsense and the experiment that he's introduced to L.A. County. And we can't let that happen. We have to take this county back. We have to take our community back. And law-abiding people have to stand up and assert their rights to live without fear. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm absolutely terrified the idea that he'd be running things for four more years. Uh, because so much destruction has happened already. Well, John McKinney, uh, you have a website. Why don't you tell us? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, people can learn more about me. Uh, and it's not too late to donate to my campaign. I got a lot of voter contact that I can do over the next five days. I'm at McKinney4LA.com. McKinney, the number four, L.A., Com. People can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at John McKinney underscore John McKinney underscore. All right, John, we'll talk with you again. Thanks very much for coming Thank on. Thank you and good so luck. much, John. Good luck. Again, very humbled and honored. Thank you. All right, John McKinney, Deputy DA, L.A. County. He's running to replace George Gascon, one of two candidates uh, we're selecting to recommend you vote for. On uh, Friday, uh, on Tuesday, rather, uh, March 5th, or if you're voting by mail beforehand, be John McKinney. The other one we'll announce uh, tomorrow during the show. And again, you can only vote for one person, but we'd like these guys to finish in the top two, crowd out Gascon and crowd out, uh, you know, Jeff Shemarinsky, who's a mini Gascon. So you don't want those two. And there's a lot of candidates, and there's no point having 10 candidates split the uh, anti-Gascon vote 10 different ways because statistically, you know, bad things can happen. So trying to focus on on two guys uh, that we think are uh, – and I, I I really like John again because he's 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 been in the system, and, and uh, Gascon has reassigned him because John has been outspoken in his criticisms. And so he's the perfect guy who can go after Gascon knowing what life has been like from the inside uh, every day for the last four years. More coming up. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. If you're just joining us, you just missed uh, John McKinney, uh, deputy DA here in L.A. County. And he's one of the two candidates against George Gascon we're recommending you vote for. Uh, you want to hear his interview? Uh, it's uh, on the uh, iHeart app as uh, part of the podcast. Uh, like I just said, John Cobalt show on demand or it's uh, recorded on Instagram live as well. Uh, so, uh, listen to him and we're going to have the second candidate that uh, we're endorsing tomorrow during that show as well. You can only vote for one, but we're giving you two recommendations because, uh, we're hoping to crowd out Gascon top two go on to November. Uh, let's, uh, well, let's talk about San Francisco now, which is in even worse shape than the, uh, LA area, uh, the Macy's store at Union Square. It says that it's going to close. Uh, 150 Macy's locations, including this one, has been there in Union Square for 77 years. And while they've got the cover story that, hey, we're cutting back around the country, there's a lot of people who work at the store say they think one of the main reasons that the Macy's is shutting down was all the retail theft. Uh, there was one employee quoted uh, in a news story, Steve Dallasay saying that uh, he works in the blazer department, in the men's department. And Dallasay said blazers, wallets, and uh, boxers are the most frequently stolen items. Thieves take four, 
lasers a day, 10 wallets, and 20 briefs. So they're stealing underwear by the dozens. Of course, that street crowd in San Francisco needs underwear. Uh, let's talk to uh, Richie Greenberg. He's uh, run for mayor up in San Francisco and uh, is a uh, uh, general activist up there trying to uh, fight for some uh, logic and common sense, which may be slowly seeping into the city day by day. Richie, how are you? Hi, and thank you. Good afternoon for having me on today. So how much do you think the crime shoplifting, uh, just the, 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 the climate, the street climate there affected the Macy's closure? I think it absolutely did. And there are uh, not so subtle hints that are in the, uh, the press release that was put out by Macy's uh, CEO and others. Uh, you know, you, you've got 150 Macy's stores that are slated to close either by the end of this year or next year, right? And uh, they're not shutting down. The entire company is not closing. They're just getting rid of and closing down the least profitable, the ones that are not performing well. Now, what does that mean? That means that they're not generating a profit. Well, how do you not generate a profit? That means you've got a loss. And so, as, as you said, and, and other reports are saying, that the particular San Francisco West Coast flagship store that opened in late uh, 1947, which was the star of the West Coast, and at some point in uh, the history of Macy's, this store here actually helped financially when the Macy's uh, Herald Square in New York was having some difficulty to help make up uh, the loss on the balance sheet overall. So if this location here in San Francisco in Union Square was performing well and was one of the top performers, it wouldn't be closing. But it's not because of the rampant theft. And as you had said, and there's other reports out there too, from other employees in other departments, that it's a constant daily basis. And that is what is ultimately taking down this location. Dozens of stories have closed in San Francisco in, in, the, in the past years. I, I, yeah, I, yes. I mean, well, I mean, I mean what, what does it look like there? I haven't, I haven't gone downtown there in a while. Is it just blocks of empty storefronts? Is it, is it visible now? It's it's been visible for a while, and you know we have heard ad nauseum the the excuse. Well, it's because of COVID. Well, in 2020, it was because of COVID. Yeah, but because of the decisions by our uh, very controversial and under fire London Breed, uh, the mayor who's going for re-election this November. Um, she just does not want to come clean with what the issues were, which is her and her administration's overly prolonged, overly harsh lockdowns when the rest of the United States was functioning fairly normal or even to flourishing. Right. Um, so it's, it's the blame has to be placed on her. She the buck, the, the buck stops with the mayor. She's in control. She gets to set the tone. She can uh, also have declared all different types of policy changes or emergencies to ensure that unions, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Union Square and the whole area that's around it 
all the retail are protected, that we know that we had the issue with the the, uh, the DA, Teresa Bodine, and his policies to not prosecute and his whole philosophy on the, there, there's no um, – you know, victims. These are these are. It's not a. These aren't victim crimes. You don't have to deal is, with is it. it. Is it sinking and, in that all these progressive yeah. policies are a disaster in in many ways? They're absolute disasters. You're 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 correct. And the thing is, the way it's being spun now. Now this this current, uh, you know, big bombshell that was dropped yesterday by Macy's. It hits hard, hard at the souls of the San Franciscans that were born and raised here because that was their life. Anyone from 1947 onwards, as a kid, whatever their age is till now, they would go there for Christmas and holiday shopping. There were all sorts of events that were tied to that particular location. And San Francisco is not a very big square mile uh, city, you know, and, and this is the heart, this is the center of retail commerce so with it not being there oh, is a very big deal don't the people the mayor, who vote for and institute these progressive policies don't they miss those days i mean because now well, we, you've got crime you've got you've got open-air drug markets you've got shuttered empty stores uh, uh, don't, mm -hmm. don't they don't they have any nostalgia for the way the san francisco used to be oh, not that long ago of course they do and many of them have just they, the the old school OG uh, residents, many of them have instead gone up north to Marin. They go south towards Palo Alto. They go east if they can uh, to do their shopping there, or if they're uh, able to, savvy enough how to use Amazon and other online delivery services. But it was more than just the retail. It's more than just going to a store and, and buying what you need and going home. It was the whole yeah. experience of being in that store and going to the, the, the restaurants and the cafes and the bars after hours. And it's just blocks away from our, uh, the theater district as well. So it affects everything. All right. Well, Richie Greenberg, thank you very much for coming on. It's always good talking to you. Uh, my pleasure. Richie Greenberg. My pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, Richie Greenberg, uh, uh, I don't know, counteractivist, would you call him? Somebody who tries to fight to have a, a decent quality of life in San Francisco. Good news is London Breed is starting to trail in the polls for re-election. I mean, this whole breed, uh, breed, this this whole uh, era of bad progressive mayors has got to come to an end. They've destroyed a lot of good cities and a lot of good neighborhoods. And some may never come back. And And, and for what? What did you prove? That you can destroy things? Ah, you win. You're right. You destroyed the, the heart of a great city. Congratulations. Criminals, drug addicts, everywhere. Uh, iconic stores like Macy's, closing up. You win. You destroyed things. It, you can destroy things very quickly. It takes a lot longer to build a city. Uh, more coming up uh, after 3 o'clock. We're going to talk with LaWanda Hawkins. Uh, she leads a group called Justice for Murdered Children. Uh, she is angry with Gascon. Gascon refusing to come to an L.A. County Crime Victims Forum. Yeah, that's the last thing he cares about. Even running for re-election in a few days. He doesn't care. We'll talk to LaWanda coming up. You're listening to John Kobelt On Demand from KFI AM 640. 
After 3 o'clock, after Deborah's News, we're going to talk to LaWanda Hawkins. She's with a group called the L.A. Crime Victims Forum Justice for, well, it's the, the uh, event is called the L.A. Crime, County Crime Victims Forum. She's with a group called Justice for Murdered Children. Her son was killed many years ago. And Gascon is uh, refusing to attend the forum because Gascon has no interest in talking to victims of crime. Not even on election, on the eve of an election. Um, have you seen this video of the fight in Venice between a naked woman and uh, uh, another woman wearing a, a top and tights and she's got a spiked club? <laughs> uh, no, sorry, I missed that one. You didn't see this? I did not. Oh, this is pretty wild. It's on TMZ. So there's one woman, she's wearing a, a, a black uh, tank top mm -hmm. and uh, looks like a pair of uh, tights. And she's got a spiked club in her hand and she's swinging at a very thin nude woman uh, with long brown hair. And the nude woman has her arms up in like a defensive fighting stance. Yeah. And the clothed woman is trying to whack her with the spiked club. Why? And so, why? Why? I don't have a why. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I have the what. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know what led no. up to this? No, no. And why is the woman naked? Uh, why? It's another. That's uh, <laughs> We don't have a why on that either. <laughs> These things just happen in Venice. And why are you staring at the video so much? Huh? Well, I'm... <laughs> I'm trying to examine the uh -huh. fighting stance oh, that okay. the naked woman is using. Got it. Is it Southpaw? Um, I don't know. Uh, let me see here. And she's backing up. Uh, I'm watching it now, it, uh, watching uh, the video roll. And, boy, how much drugs do both of these have to be on? That's a really deadly club. The, uh, the woman with the club's a little chunky. She's really filling out her clothes well. The, uh, and, and, of course, there's all these bystanders, and she's really swinging hard. Like, she means business. Now she chucked the spiked club at the naked woman uh -huh. who comes back at her, waving it in the air, not walking too straight. And apparently clothed woman picked up a bat. Oh, now, the, yes, now they're, they're both armed. The larger woman has the bat, and the naked woman has the spiked club, and there they go wailing at each other. And the naked woman knocks the bat from her hands. Now she's got two weapons. Let's see what's going to happen here. I didn't watch this all the way to the end. And they're both shouting at each other. Is it over a guy? <laughs> I don't think a guy's going near these two. <laughs> That's going to be a bad weekend. You pick up one of these two. Now she's picking up her clothes, the naked lady. Oh, did she just realize she's naked? Uh, the, the clothes were tossed all over the uh, the boardwalk there. And that's it. Video comes to an end. Wow. We have some audio. Can you play the audio? Let's go. You hear the bystander? Where's the police? When you need them. Let go. This is the we deal with out here on Venice Boardwalk. Mm. <laughs> this is viral world stuff. Like, you can't take your uh, your toddler out for a walk on this. My God. Oh. I took my son, one, one of my sons, once to yeah. the Venice Boardwalk. 
Because I wanted to show him all the crazy people. I thought he would appreciate it. Oh, that's why you took it? Yeah, yeah. No, there were no naked women out that day. But we we went inside one of the uh, one of the businesses. Um, it was like a freak show business. And they had a, uh, a two-headed snake, I remember. <laughs> and he was excited to see the two-headed snake. So it was a su successful trip. I'm sure. I used to take my kids there as well. But yeah. back in the day, it wasn't like it is now. <laughs> no. No, that's... Uh, yeah, it's funny. Nobody was getting in the way of that. I was going to say, didn't anybody try to stop that? No, why? Yeah. You'd, you'd just get clubbed in the face with the spiked, uh, with the spiked yeah, bat. That, that's true. My favorite was one of the bystanders. He just got up real close with his phone, just videotaping the whole thing. Not a care in the world. <laughs> just another day of entertainment. All right, we come back. We're going to talk to Lawanda Hawkins. Justice for Murdered Children is her group. Her son was... Uh, murdered many years ago, back in 1995, and uh, she's uh, got a uh, an event uh, that's going to be uh, tomorrow night from six to eight o'clock at 249 South Los Angeles Avenue. It's uh, the LA Crime Victims Forum. Uh, she invited Gascon. I mean, he's running for re-election. A little sympathy for the crime victims? No, he's refusing to come. We'll talk to Lawanda coming up. Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey. You've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.